Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Games. Talking about games with the pals the other day. <laughs> this is Kevin, and I'd have a puppers. Jesus. I, I This is Chris, and I have not watched Letterkenny, so I don't get it. I'm sorry. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Well, see, now you have to, uh, you have to start watching and... All you had to do was a to be fair. I should have done the to, to be, be fair. <laughs> That's like literally the only thing I know from the show is, is to be fair. Yeah, see? See, if you start watching the show, you can start chirping. I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> or listening to to Tucock. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. It's going to be that kind of night. All right. Anyway, guys, uh, that's enough. That's enough shitty intro. Um, hobby. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think I have I, I, my tolerance is like like 30 seconds. I think we're good. Uh, <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, to be fair. To be fair. God damn it. Uh, oh, what you've been hobbying on? <laughs> uh, I've, I've not been doing a whole lot of hobby lately. Um Honestly, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, not nothing, nothing. I put some paint on Ghost Rider, but honestly, that's about it. That's still something. Yeah, it's uh, still something. It's something. I have, I have, I have lots I need to do, but yeah, not doing anything. So, yeah. so say we all. <laughs> <laughs> Potter, what have you been up to? Uh, I have actually been doing a little bit more. Um, let's see, I got my whole Black Order built, I think the last time since we spoke. I got Black Dwarf almost fully painted. Um, I got my Sentinels built, because those came out. And I built Epion, Master Grade, my, my Master Grade Epion in like two days, two and a half days. Damn, nice. That's a solid, solid timing for a Master Grade. It was a solid weekend of building. Um, and then I've got, on the deck, I've got uh, uh, Mando and Baby Baby Yoda. And I've got my IG Assassin droids on the on the, uh, the deck for uh, good old Legion. Legion. All right, cool. Uh, I haven't been up to too much. Uh, I, I have been painting some Warcry uh, just because the models are cool uh, and there's like a local scene starting. But also I've been um, contrast plussing or slap chopping or whatever the kids are calling it these days. Some <laughs> stuff for Kings of War uh, because the, the new red book for Kings of War came out, um, which is super cool. Mantic continues to be one of my favorite companies in the hobby. Um and I'm looking forward to playing a lot of Kings of War. I'm hoping, like, one of my, we'll talk about it, you know, in our New Year's show, but one of my big hobby goals for 2022 is to play 24 games of Kings of War. That is, Ooh. like, that is a goal that I would like to do in the year 2023 is play 24 games, so two a month of Kings of War. Are you going Man. to be able to step away from Flesh and Blood long enough to do that? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Because you can do both. You can do both. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. And I might be able to recruit more flesh and blood players. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> is a, uh, yeah, I, I, I promised myself I wasn't going to talk about it. You fucking guys brought it up. But there's a set coming out. <laughs> there's a set coming out on the 11th and I am stoked. So some of my hobby progress the last week was actually um, 
organizing my binders and my tearing decks apart. Cause like I'm going to be on vacation and by the time I get back from vacation, I'm going to have to rebuild all my decks anyway. So I've actually been unsleeving and, and getting my, you know, all my shit ready for when the new set drops to or open, organize and rebuild new decks. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there chops, yeah. but that may be the nerdiest thing anybody's ever said on this podcast. Mm. I'm not even going to argue. I mean that uh <laughs> you said some nerdy shit before man. Yeah, but that's a that. pretty that's pretty valid. What I uh, what I just talked about doing is is pretty nerdy. Um but like if fair. you're once you're in the TCG game it's kind of normalized though. It's like a thing, you know, like it, this is it's like a it's one of those decisions where I could do it later after I have like a pile of new cards and then I don't have any motivation to rip my decks apart, but now right now it's like striking with when the iron's hot, right? Like right. I know I'm not going to be playing for the next 20 days or so cuz I'm going to be on vacation and then back from vacation and cleaning up from that. Um, and then I'm going to want to open up all my cards and build new stuff. So I just want to have all my cards ready and organized so that when I want to build these new decks, I have everything quick at hand. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a great idea. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's a great idea and spot on. Yeah. Just just nerdy as fuck. It's very nerdy. (laughs) All right. So, uh, main topic of the show tonight, you guys is actually a topic that was brought up by a listener a while ago. Um, and I think it's a, a worthwhile thing, and that is a hobby minis check-in. And I think the good reason for this is because, like, a lot of our last episodes have been either Flesh and Blood or Gundam-related, and we haven't talked a whole <laughs> lot about minis. We did we did have a recent uh, MCP episode, so hooray for that. But I think there's probably – and we are also, you know, on a much – a more erratic recording schedule because of a lot of personal stuff. Like it seems like one of us is bouncing into like a very frantic sort of personal thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just caused a lot of, you know, hardships with recording. It's not that we don't want to, it's just the time is tough. Yeah. Um, This year has been been tough on all of us. Yeah. It's been really, we've each of us have had like two or three months where it's been exceptionally hard, right? Like new jobs, family stuff like just like a whole lot of whole whole lot of time sinking things but and it, and and the the weird thing about it is like none of it's happening at the same time yeah. yes exactly so it's right like one right. person gets through their shit and, and then the next person has nailed. shit yeah yeah it's pretty bad like right when we were about to get i thought i felt like we were going to get right back on track and i had a <laughs> i had a had a pretty cataclysmic family thing happen so I haven't really been in the headspace to record for the last month or so. Um, yeah, anyways. That yeah. That, yeah. Cause I was like, I just got over mine. And like right before you went into yours, I didn't even think about that. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It's been rough. Um, but we're here. <laughs> we still love war games. We still have rolling dice and flipping cards. Um, so this is a good place for us to check in and maybe this will help re-energize us too, right? Cause that with the tax of not being able to record also comes some of the tax of, you know, just not being able to game as much in general. So, um, we'll, we'll basically just do like a round robin style thing where we answer a couple questions and we talk about the games we're playing. We want to play things we're looking forward to that are coming out, et cetera, et cetera. And then maybe we'll follow this up, this episode up in a couple weeks with an episode that's like a heat index, which is like, we'll be like rating. Cause we've done that before, right? We've done like a sort of like a through F rating on how we're feeling about different games. And we can do a heat index on things that are coming up for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but for tonight, let's keep it with what we are doing right now and just having a little check-in. So what are we playing? Uh, Paul, I'm going to toss the ball to you to start. What are the minis games that you would consider yourself to be playing currently? 
Man, I mean, uh, I'm playing a crap ton of Marvel Crisis Protocol these days. Mm. Um, I'm pretty consistently out there on Wednesdays playing. Uh, not out there tonight because I a uh, little under the weather, just enough that maybe it's allergies, maybe it's not. But, you know, these days it's better to just stay home. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been playing a whole lot of that and, and really enjoying it. Um, I'm at the point now where I've got the basics down and I'm starting to kind of expand what I'm trying. It's so um, cool. You don't know how happy it makes me to hear you say that. Like, it's just so <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, and, it, and it's been great, right? Like I, I kind of got the feel for the web warriors and I was like, well, what happens if I put ghost rider in there? And let me tell you, shit dies. You know how stoked um, you were when I first started getting into Malifaux and I could tar- talk about Malifaux competently and how excited you were. Same idea. Same feeling. <laughs> well, good, good, right? Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's been that's been high on my my playlist. Um, you know, uh, what else? Historicals. Uh, trying to get ready for for some tank battles. Uh, that's kind of my upcoming hobby. Hell yeah! Um, painting Hell a yeah. few more tanks, that's- and um, so that's 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 super exciting. Uh, oh, I think we might be doing that on the. 12th shit yeah, i gotta I like, get moving i was like i think you guys are up on that soon because we were talking about it the other night well you um, can't yeah, say the 12th yeah, without it. saying you can't say the 12th without saying that it is the second <laughs> it is the second yes. when people listen to this they're gonna be like the 12th it's like the 20th what the hell are they talking about <laughs> yes so yes it's the it's coming out on the, the the 12th is i think is the game day and then yeah so we're 10 days off of that i yep. i've got a lot to do um so yeah so those are the two main things i'm playing um uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's really where the, the game is. And that's where I think most of my time is going to be spent to the, Sweet. to the end of the year. And are you on the um, same historical? So we're still talking about chain of command. Yeah. Cha- well, yes. And then with the, with the tank game that we're doing, we're actually just modifying the rules and, and adapting them to playing with armor instead of, instead of foot soldiers. So it's not what um, a tanker you're still playing. Uh, yeah, we're we're still using all the base rules from from uh, Chain of Command. Just cool. a shit ton of tanks. Yeah, just basically saying, all right, here's my tank platoon. It's five Panthers, and here's a Puma, and that's my my leader. Sweet. Um, yeah, we're gonna see how it works because uh, a little bit of chain, chain of Command is designed so this way, um, you know, tanks can't dominate, right? So it's like, oh shit, tank came out, it destroyed a whole bunch of stuff, but now I'm gonna, you know, Panzerfaust it or or whatever, hit it hard, and it's gonna just get destroyed so it might be it might be i don't know I, it might be a quick game if we find out that everything's getting hit harder than it should be so it, you know we might have to adapt it for a second run but i'm, sure. I'm pretty stoked either way you know cool. all the all the command all the command stuff will work the same we just kind of made some adjustments and uh yeah so i mean it's been it's been kind of fun sitting there talking with bob and, and figuring out how we're going to house rule everything and um so yeah, so it'll be it'll be good to see how that goes, and I think we'll actually have four people playing. All right, well that's super fun. Nice, Potter. Uh, so the sir. games I would consider myself playing. Uh, well, I got dragged back into MCP with Paul's hype. Um, yes. I'd actually been off of it for a while, uh-huh. um, just mostly because uh. You know, I think I think COVID really fucked me up with my social anxiety a lot, and it took it took me a really long time to get back out there after things started opening up, like a really long time. 
Yeah, and uh, like like our friend our friend Kevin was pulling me out, and I, I came out to play one night, and I literally sat in my car and had a panic attack. I wasn't even around anybody. I wasn't even in the store. I was just in the car having a panic attack. So I was like, it took a while, uh, but I'm back out. I'm playing again. Um, so I consider myself playing that. Uh, Legion always will be on the top of my list uh, to play, even though the community here is kind of shifted due to some, I guess, I don't know, internal blow up in the store community. I don't know what happened, but you know, I'm, I'm always going to be playing that it's star Wars. Um, and then war machine right now. Cause you know, with, with Mark four coming up, I'm, I'm painting models for it. I've got the entire storm Legion, uh, release pre-ordered, uh, through Noah. Um, so I'm just waiting for him to get those and ship them out to me. So I can start slapping some paint on those. Hell yeah. That's amazing. Uh, uh, those are, those are my games. All right. I just like checked my phone app. Cause I wanted, I, I keep, you know, I track all my plays in this app. And so this year I have played, uh, I'm not even going to say counts because it's like, it's, it's, it's fucking embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I told you I'd sneak one in Paul. Uh, the only, <laughs> the only games I've played this year are Marvel crisis protocol, Bushido, Oh my god, I have to go down my list so far. Kings of War, Relic Blade, and Infinity Code 1. Those are the only games I've played in 2022. Um, wow. Yeah, wow. So I don't think <laughs> I can wow. I don't think I can consider myself saying that I'm playing any games that because we're you know it's it's November <laughs> and I'm looking all the way back uh, in the year, and those are the only games that I've played this year that are minis games. Um, and, and I, to be clear, this game, this app shows me how many times I've played each game and the number of times I've played them, uh, and the total number of games I've played this year. So like different unique games is 76. So I've played wow. plenty of games this year. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, but the many, the only minis games I've played are those ones. Um, and by far the most is crisis protocol. And, and as a matter of fact, I think that's the only game I would say I'm actively playing. Um, I definitely, oh, I definitely love uh, Kings of War and A Song of Ice and Fire. And I haven't, I, I would have sworn to you that I played A Song of Ice and Fire this year, um, but it doesn't look like I have. Um, so I was pretty sure you didn't. I, yeah. I feel like you would have, you would have shared that. And I don't remember you talking about no, it. I, I remember yeah. you get, talking I pl- about. I played a lot last year. Yeah. I played a lot. I played a lot last year. Like at the end, like, you know, we had that like couple months of like, that we were like, oh, COVID is gone. <laughs> and I, yeah, I played seven games in a two month period last year. Um, yeah. So I had a, I had a two month streak where I was playing a ton of A Song of Ice and Fire, but I haven't played it at all this year. That's crazy. Anyway, so Marvel Crisis Protocol is probably the only game that I can really get away with saying I'm playing, um, right now. So, whew, boy, bad news for me. <laughs> so that's gonna, and I'm gonna actually start the next one. And that's the, the, the next question I was going to ask to all three of us, but is what are we considering not playing anymore? And I don't mean like what, what aren't we playing that we want to be playing, but like what games are we considering just dropping, um, entirely? And to the point where you might consider selling some miniatures. Uh, I will, um, I, I can go first on that one because I've actually done a pretty big purge. Oh, go for it then, Chris. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so. Um, I, I have gotten to the point 
where I'm kind of okay with like not playing games anymore. Like where I used to hold on to them all the time. Cause like I bought these, I have to play with them. And I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, nah, I had my fun with them. I'm, I'm okay there too. with letting them go. Yeah, uh, Infinity is yep. one of those games. I will still play code one. Uh, but the main core Infinity game, I think I'm done with. Uh, it's a fantastic system. It's nothing wrong with the game. Uh, it's me. I I literally, legitimately just cannot wrap my head around how to play the game outside of casual, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to roll dice kind of way. Yeah, and um, I would love I, I would love for each system to have a reason like this. I was going to break down why because it, it none of mine are because the games are bad. <laughs> none right. of them. None of them are because yeah. None of them are because the games are bad. It's just like Infinity. As much as I love the game, I love the concept. I love the uh, ARO system. I it's just list building and actually coming up with more than basic. Uh, knowing the basics of the game, it, it just it, it it boggles my brain, and I can't wrap my brain around it. Code One is great for me because it's very streamlined. It's cut down. There's not a lot of those advanced rules. So Code One, I will continue playing, but the I will be letting I'll be letting the the core game go. Um, so I let that one go, uh, and then I also let go of Toss. Um. I yeah. just don't see the community coming in for it. And yeah. if it does, I'll be happy to pick it back up. Um, but just with a lack of love that um, Weird has put into it, I do know that the new guild stuff and the and the other faction, I can't remember, um, is all starting to start coming out now, too. It's just I think it's died here uh, as much as I think the game is great and fantastic. I just I, I just felt like it was time for me to let it go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for me, boy, I have a, I have a real long list here. Um, so the first part of it is everything War Cradle. I'm just done. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for me. Um, so that, that includes a fleet for dystopian wars that I bought, uh, my wild west exodus. I know you picked up a fleet for dystopian wars. Yeah. I've got a whole bunch, um, of, of union. Yeah. Um, I I got stuck though because I I was like doing the assembly and I got to the point where I was like magnetizing all the weapons and my brain just went absolutely fucking not <laughs> yeah. um, and I couldn't get into it and it, as much as it like pains me because we actually have a we so we have a really great war host um, two really great war hosts honestly in the area and and there is a vibrant community around the game um, mm. but it's just. I think, and you know, I just think that the hobby commitment is not, I'm just not there. Um, and also like every time I've watched the game, it just feels like rolling a bucket of dice at your opponent's bucket of dice. And I know it's not that simple. I know it isn't. Um, but it, it's just, you know, I don't, I, it, the game, I guess it's just not sparking the, like the, the joy for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, yes, this game looks incredible and I want to go out and play it for a couple hours. It's just, not doing that. So, and neither is Wild West Exodus. Um, yeah. So, I'm just going to get rid of all that stuff. I'm just going to sell it in a big lot and get rid of it. Yeah, I uh, uh, I got rid of my Wild West Exodus stuff too. So I feel you on that one. Yeah. Uh, similarly uh, to Chris, I'm actually considering 
paring down to one Malifaux keyword and my TOS army and then selling everything else. Um, I Which one do you think you're going to pare down to? Oh, that's that's easy. Uh, take it. Take a wild guess. <laughs> uh, Ten thunders. No, no, no. And not one faction, one keyword. Specifically. Oh, one keyword. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. everything changed up now. Uh, yeah. I'll say oh. it, Suey. I'm, bo- I'm, I'm going down yeah. to just Ulix. Oh, that's right. I forgot you like pigs. I for- the, the the gremlins. Yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. about those guys. Yeah, just Ulix. I'm going to pare down to Ulix and then be done. Um, and then and my King's Empire. I can't, I can't part with my King's Empire. I've just put like so much love into painting those models. Yeah, those and guys look good too. I really like that army, but I don't really there. And there's some like, like just breaking today. Uh, it sounds like Kyle Rowan got let go of the, the current lead game developer for Malfo. <laughs> so, Ooh. yeah. So I've got like a cup and that's a, that's a whole other episode. Right. But I have, um, some feelings about that and weird in general. And so I, I think that it's just time for me to let go of most of it. Similarly to Chris, probably infinity uh infinity is always going to be an aspirational game for me i've realized and the main contender like so the thing of the thing about the the war games that i'm going to keep online and we're going to talk about this with the next thing but the games that i'm going to keep online are games that do not have to be lifestyle games not that like the hobby isn't a lifestyle hobby it really is but like i can paint minis for five to ten hours a month and be happy and play games that don't take three and a half to four hours to play and be happy. Um, and I don't need a lot of those games anymore. And I don't necessarily want games that need me to be thinking about them away from the table for long periods of time, like outside of when I'm actually painting and playing because of flesh and blood. Um, so I'm not going to be able to keep infinity up. Uh, it's just not going to work for me. Uh, I similarly will keep a, O12. I'll keep all my models that are for O12 and legal in code one. Mm-hmm. Those are not going to leave my collection, but all my Hawk Islam and my Alif, I'm going to sell it. Yep. Um, and I think that, um, that, well, I'm going to get rid of also, also all of my games workshop stuff that isn't specifically for Blood Bowl or Warcry. It's going. I'm going to get rid of it. Um, Blood Bowl just because I love painting them and Warcry because Warcry is a game that in my local area is becoming that game where I'm just going to be able to I can just like message the group on Facebook and get a get a game six out of seven nights a week. But those are the games I'm letting go of. How about you, Paul? Jeez, I am. If you even have any. WWX is on its way out. Yeah. Um, Toss. I, I, I have everything. But I don't think it's ever going to get played. So at some point, I just need to suck it up and get rid of it one way or the other. Not getting rid of my Infinity. I There's too much I enjoy about it to get rid of it. I just... Location, location, location on that one. There's some bitterness I have towards the store that it's held in. Um, and uh, it's just not something I'm going to get over. So I otherwise, I'd probably be playing it a lot more hardcore than I do. Sure. So that's that's sticking around. Um, but, you know, I, looking at it like I. Everything else that I have that is around is like 
so minimal at this point. I don't even know, like, because I have Song of Ice and Fire, Legion, MCP, and my World War II stuff, and that's all like on the table. So, all right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving up that much. I'm just not bringing stuff in. Really, is what it's coming down to. Yeah, I mean, same, right? Mm-hmm. All right, and so the 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 next question then is. Uh, anything on the horizon that you want to play? So like thinking out and towards the future, like we talked about the games we're playing this month and things we're looking forward to, but I wanted to talk about like, if there's anything out on the, like if there's anything like long-term, like looking in the next like six to eight months, are there things that you want to get games in? There's stuff you want to, you want to like try to pick back up and like kind of like reinvigorate yourself with these games or pick up new ones. Um, I, I'm the only one who hasn't started, so I'll go here. Uh, I talked, I think I talked about Kings of War a little bit already. Kings of War is probably my biggest yes on this. Um, my actual goal here is that what I'd like to do is pare down to one mass battle game and one skirmish game and possibly one skirmish game per setting that I enjoy, right? So one sci-fi, one, uh, fantasy and maybe one rant, like superhero, <laughs> we'll say, cause I'm probably not going to get rid of MCP. <laughs> Um, and as much as I love a song of ice and fire, um, and I probably, I don't think I'll ever sell my song of ice and fire just cause I love that game so much. But like when I think about prioritizing my time and games that I want to get out and play Kings of war is just like, God fucking damn it. It's so good. And we'll talk about it. We're going to do an episode of Kings of on Kings of war because I find myself thinking about the game a lot. Um, and that's one that's on the horizon that I want to play a lot more of, um, also, I would really, really, really like to get some games of uh, War Machine Mark IV in uh, in the next half year um, and Bushido. Those are the ones that I'm really, really looking at for, for me anyway, um, for a variety of reasons. One of them is because each one of those is a game we haven't recorded a full episode on. And I really want to get back to recording some like in-depth deep dives on games that are that we haven't played yet. Um, and then another reason is that like those are games that all three of them, I'm like jacked on the settings and they make me want to paint minis. Yeah, so that's, that's important, right? Like that the the game makes you want to do that. Yeah. Be part of the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Kings of War, big time. Like, oh man, I, I just want to like grind through stuff and play just like, it's just, there's so many things on so many levels that rule about that game. Um and the hobby aspect of it, like, I don't think I've ever been as satisfied hobbying as I have been on my Kings of War models. So, yeah, I mean, your your Kings of War, like, fish, shark, man, army, this baller is how, like, you, you did such a good job with that, with the basing, the, the paint jobs on the guys, the thematic, uh, pulling it all together. It's, it's fantastic. So I, I, I understand that. why you want to play that more. Yeah, and I'm still, that's the army I'm still working on. My goal is actually to have... Uh, like four and a half to 5,000 points painted, um, where 2,300 is a normal size game, like 2,000 to 2,300. Those are like the two, it's actually, I think it's a 1,999 and, uh, 2,299. Those are like the two main point levels. Um, and those are like, I want to be able to have like 4,000 points so that I can have like lots of paintable options or lots of painted options. Plus, it just looks cool as hell. Yeah, they do. I, I I wish I liked mass battle games. Uh, well, let me rephrase this. I wish I liked rank and flank games more. Because I think Kings of War would be the game to like get me into it. 
but it's just I don't I don't like them, and it's like I know I play Song of Ice and Fire, you know, which technically is a rank and flank game, but I feel like it's it's so light and so small, it feels like a skirmish game to me. Oh, still. we should di- we should dive into that because I I think we when we do a Kings of War episode, Chris, we'll dive into that because yeah. I think the things you like about the things you like about a Song of Ice and Fire are in Kings of War. The things that you don't like about Kings of War are about rank and flank probably is like the accounting involved in large units and certain yes, things I about mean, the some down. Of it's, some of it's the positioning and with so many bases on the table sometimes can sucks. Cause I, and that's one of the reasons why I like infinity since it's so small comparatively yeah. like coming from like a Warhammer fantasy, which is, I mean, fantasy in old fantasy and ice fire are really my only, uh, you know, exposures to rank and flank games. So but yeah, yeah let, let, let's save that for that episode. I'll, I'm, I'll be interested in talk, having that conversation. Yeah, definitely. But Chris, how I'll about tell you, you what though? Oh, like ahead, Paul. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, on, on the table, when there's a big old fantasy army out there, all rank and flank with the flags. Oh, it's gorgeous. Stuff, unbelievable. Like that's half of it. Right. Is like, it, yeah, there's nothing. Know, there's like just it. something about it. There's nothing. Yeah, like no, it. they're gorgeous. Like, I remember, I mean, that was part of the reason why I picked Fantasy over 40K when I got into gaming, like, when I was 12 and picked out my first army. Like, it was it was the same thing. It was, like, the banners, the way that the armies looked together. And, like, and I, it was just cool, you know, compared to just the, the, the Marines and the Orcs and the, you know, Tyranids or whatever else was out at the time. Um, right. Yeah, it just, they, they look gorgeous with a full army fully painted. They're great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's that that was always the nice thing about fantasy is that I don't know, just just playing it. It was it was thematic right there. Mm-hmm. All right. So one of you two games on the horizon you're wanting to play. Uh, I'll go. Uh, so uh, a game that I've constantly wanted to play that has been talked a lot about on the show that is always on my horizon is Bushido. I would yeah, love boy. to try and get a uh, what is it? The what's the the the, the guy the mountain guys? Is it the wolves? The bears or something? Bear clan or something like that? Um. Yeah, I, I feel really Minimoto. Uh, Minimoto. There you go. Those guys. Yeah. Yes. Like I I really like love those models. Every time I look at Bushido, I'm I'm constantly drawn to them. So I I, I think I'm gonna try and and pull the trigger and uh, order some because our our local store carries a small amount, like maybe like three or four blisters of Bushido. And, and of course yeah. none of them are factions I want. Yeah. So, um, so that one's for me, obviously war machine Mark four, uh, on the horizon. Uh, I am going to be probably playing the hell out of that when it comes out. Uh, everything I'm seeing so far, I like, we just got the looks at the new elf faction today and mm, good Lord. They're pretty. Um, and I mean, I've gotten my, my, my signar here that I've got from, uh, the the what was the Gen Con release that yeah, they did the presale yeah yeah and the the model kits are fantastic they take paint very well um you know I've gotten I've gotten two of the Warjacks pretty much almost fully painted now um so yeah they're just great models um and I want I want to play more Ice and Fire next year we I didn't play much this year I think I felt like I played MCP and Legion the most this year. So I would like to try and get more Ice and Fire in. Even though there was a short burst where we were playing a lot of Ice and Fire, I still felt like I played the other games more. 
fair. Right? That's my horizon. I, I, I really think I wish I, I mean, I do wish I played that game a lot more. Um, man. <laughs> but it's just, it's tough, right? Because we only have so much time. Paul, how about you? Um, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about it and thinking about it and actually even thought about it a good bit earlier today. And I realized that with the games that I have and the games that I can play, I'm not looking to add anything new. Sure. Like I'm in a good spot. That being said though, like what, what does that, what is the stable? What does the stable look like for you outside of the two games we talked about already, which are chain of command and uh, Marvel crisis protocol? Yeah. uh, It's going to be, you know, Song of Ice and Fire and Legion, you know, the, the, the standards, I guess. Um, you know, I do want to try and go out and get a couple games of infinity in. I'm going to try to get you guys to use your Song of Ice and Fire minis to try Frostgrave too. I think you'd really enjoy it. Like, like, like at one of your barn days or whatever, playing like, like three or four player Frostgrave. I think you guys would just like love it. You know, you know what, you know what I do think I, I, I want to find, I want to find good single player games. Mm. I like think that's, minis I think that's games what I would or just add. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Single player mini game. Cool. There's a couple of those. We'll talk offline and maybe, maybe <laughs> it's funny. We're talking about this on the podcast, but dear listeners, maybe we'll actually have a solo minis game episode and I'll, I'll make sure to follow up with Paul about this after. Um, Cause there are, quite a few of them now and a couple of them are mad interesting especially the elder scrolls one the call yeah i will tell you right now um i'm glad you brought that up because like both modifius games both fallout and uh elder scrolls really mm-hmm. intrigue me because they're both two ips that i really love um you know from the video games and i when those minis came out because uh i think uh Elder Scrolls just they Modiphius just announced I think yesterday a whole new gang that or crew or whatever you want to call it what they're being called in that game there there's a whole brand new set coming out uh, of dudes for that game um, for when I, arms yeah yeah and I saw I saw um, oh god why can't I remember uh, Duncan Rhodes he did a few th- a few painting things on that I think he did a whole like this is how you play it solo or something like that um, I think it was him it was a British guy. I, I thought it was Duncan, but it, maybe it's not. Uh, but that really intrigued me. I had no idea that you could play that game solo and individually. So that is yeah, that the, is definitely the, something I would like to talk about as well. Yeah, the main mode of Call to Arms actually is the solo mode. Uh, it has multiplayer, but I think the the most intended way for you to play that game is solo. So pretty cool. And yeah, I, I there that are some sense. there are some other games too like Frostgrave has a has a mod and then there's also the Rangers of Shadow Deep which is also Joseph McCullough um of Frostgrave fame as as mm-hmm. a single player specific game. Um and there's others too, right? There's there's a, at least a couple and one that's actually on our call sheet right now, Mutant Wars Year 0. Uh so there are there are things to talk about with that. So yeah, that's very cool. And I, I love also Relic Blade. Relic Blade has solo mo- modes now. Ooh, those yes. are models I own. <laughs> yeah, and it's a cool game. Like Relic Blade's a really good system. Um, I'm actually surprised at myself for not saying that's a game that I want to keep playing. But um, yeah. Okay, so 
Um, we still have a little bit of time, so let's talk about a couple upcoming games. Um, just because I'm curious to know if you guys know anything about them, and if so, if you're excited at all about them. And the first one is Rivenstone, which is from Broken Anvil Games, um, at least partially developed by Will Hungerford. Yeah. That, the models really intrigue me. I mean, it's World of Warcraft. Of course they do. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're, um, yeah, pretty much it. They basically are very kind of big, bulky. um, Oh, yeah. They just like took the Blizzard aesthetic and like changed it just enough to not get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, the dwarves it, are fantastic. Uh, I always, I'm always gravitate towards dwarves. I love playing. They're dwarves. great. I love their undead. Their take on the undead is just mwah, so good. Uh, I yeah, love, Rivet- I love it. Yeah, Rivetstone is definitely something. When when I saw Will go over there, and at the time, uh, you know, the company was really only doing. Um, you know, they were just doing, you know, S- uh, STL file in, in 3D printed models. There wasn't any games kind of attached to it uh, at Broken Anvil. And then when Will goes over, they're like, well, what is Will going to do if this is what they do? And, like, I've been super impressed with what I've seen of it so far. The models are fantastic. It looks fun from what they've got on their Kickstarter videos. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm super interested in this as well, too. I would love cool. to see. I would love to get a game of this and try it. Yeah, same. Um, it's, it's the thing I'm looking forward to most next year. Like if I was going to, if there was any new war game I was going to try, it would be Rivenstone. And the, uh, these dwarves look right up Potter's Alley. That's I know sure. they are. Like it's so, it is so hard to find good dwarf models. Like I, I, I hate that GW like pretty much killed the old dwarf line except for a few kits. Cause they were just, they were just so good. Like the, as as much as I don't want to buy GW products, their, their dwarves are just the best aesthetic to me. I've, you know, I've looked at Oathmark dwarves. I looked at Kings of War dwarves. Um, you know, I, and I've looked at other systems dwarves, but these dwarves, yeah, they're speaking to me. The Iron Guard is what they're called, I think. Yeah, the Iron Guard. Yep. Yeah. And again, so probably because they're very. real nice too. Yeah, probably because they're you, very man. World of Warcrafty and. And I played a lot of dwarves in World of Warcraft, so. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. most of I my mean, characters the, the, are dwarves. I was not joking when I said the aesthetic was like very World of Warcraft oh, inspired, like the portals, like all of the the stuff in the game. Um, so maybe this is yeah. one where we do because, you know, there have been episodes where we've done an episode where we look at a rule book and we break down the rules without having actually played the game. Um, so well, I would say listeners, if you're, is available, so yeah, it's definitely if, you're, possible. if you're on the discord and you want to hear us do a breakdown of Rivenstone, please sound off in the general chat. Uh, and we will 100% do a deep dive rulebook uh, breakdown for Rivenstone. Because I think, like I said, if there was a game like that really excites me to wanting to play it, both like in terms of what I've seen so far, like the the sort of like the the way that it uses dice, the way that it they have, you know, they have big character cards like Marvel Crisis Protocol. And the, it's like a smaller it's like it's, you know, that like sort of like Goldilocks Zone skirmish game we've all wanted where it's like 15 to 25 models. Like that's the range that the game is in. Um, so there's just like a lot of cool stuff to like. And they have a really cool retail release model. So, uh, yeah, definitely mention if you want us to do an episode, because that's one that I could definitely see myself getting into and doing an episode for. 
Yeah, I really wish. I really wish I hadn't missed out on this Kickstarter now. <laughs> well, pre-order from Noah. Noah's got it for pre-order. He has things Ooh. coming in, so it's on. It's on the Comics Games and Things website. So, uh, I know what I'm doing right now. Yeah, uh, so definitely check that out. Um, and we're not sponsored or anything, but man, uh, ComicsGamesAndThings.com. That's like one of the best web stores on the internet, even if it's. A little bit, uh, sorry, no, it's a little bit rough to look at. <laughs> it's not, it's not the prettiest website, but man, good store, great ownership, uh, solid customer service and almost unbeatable prices. Yeah. So. Noah's, Noah's fantastic. I mean, Paul, I mean, I know you just, you've got a, a good story of actually of him helping you out with, from a customer service standpoint. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. I got, I got my, my fixed Dr. Strange in no time. Dude, we all do. Absolutely all of no us time do. And all of us have yep. good Noah yeah. stories. So, yeah, I mean, he um, he hits me up when there's stuff coming out that he thinks that I might want. Um, I mean, he reaches out to me like, "Hey, I mean, shoot, I don't even live in the guy's state." <laughs> so, once again, this is not sponsored content, but we're going to give you. A, I mean, now you're going to get a breakdown. This is a weird episode. We're off the rails, but uh, comics, games, and things. There, there's a lot that Noah will do, including. Shipping you whatever that you want to order. He carries a lot of products from Gundam models to paints to hobby supplies to a lot of products from all the biggest war games, but also 3D prints and sends out 3D printed models. And you can also download STLs from the website. So if you're into 3D printing, it's also a really cool one-stop shop for downloading STLs or getting models printed and shipped. So that's the the non-sponsored advertisement for comics games and things <laughs> for this episode. It's just like, you know, I, it's probably like I have I have two favorite FLGSs. Fuck you if you if you don't think you can have two favorites, you can definitely have two favorites. Uh and and comics games and things aka Valhalla Hobby is definitely one of my favorite game stores. So yep. they just happen to be local to me even though they do good solid internet business. I wish they. I wish they were here. No, open um, a store in North Carolina. Yeah. So the the I, other I don't thing, think he went all the way up to Wisconsin to open up yeah, a store. Come here. come back to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So guys, the only other game that I wanted to talk about, and I'm going to have you click on the Kickstarter here. Uh, and oh, that's I already the, watched it this afternoon when you posted the, it. Okay. So what did you think? So the game we're going to talk about right now is Mutant Year Zero Zone Wars. So um, I love the models, um, dude. They're so like, good. They're so good. I, I, <laughs> it makes me think there was a video game that came out that had a very similar Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden video yeah, game. It's it's Mutant Year Zero. It's literally the same the same property. Oh, is it the same one? Okay, that's uh, why hundred hundred percent. Yeah, that's why. Okay, I was like, this looks so familiar to some like video game I saw a while back. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, the freaking killer boars, uh, the you know the guy with the chainsaw coming around. Uh, I, I love it. It's it's being done, uh, you know, by some some big names. Um, who, most who, like, most importantly, Free League. Uh, so published by Free League, and that is. So, if you only are listening to this web, this this show as a war gamer, and war gaming is your primary interest, the name Free League is probably nothing to you. But if you're listening and you play RPGs, you might be nodding your head when I say these are. This is the most exciting company in the tabletop role playing space, and it's not even close. Not even close. Like if I had to compare 
like if, if we take flesh and blood as an example, sorry, um, and com- and compare and compare Legend Story Studios, the company that makes flesh and blood, with Wizards of the Coast, um, the the publisher of Magic the Gathering, right? That that's like that's a relationship where you have the biggest, baddest name with the the largest amount of players and the amount of clout and people knowing and knowledge and player base and all that stuff. It's the same kind of comparison as Wizards of the Coast to Free League, but where Legend Story makes a trading card game, Free League makes role-playing games. And Free League's role-playing games, which uh, include Vasen, Vasen, I don't know how to – I think it's Vasen – Mutant Year Zero, the alien role-playing game, Forbidden Lands. It just goes on and on and on. The Loop or Tales from the Loop. And all of these role-playing games are incredible. Like super good systems. Very, very – oh, and Morkborg. How did I not mention Morkborg, the most black metal role-playing game of all time? And maybe the best role-playing book you can possibly buy. It's so great. Um, Highly, highly recommended. And, and this is the company that's producing Mutant Year Zero is Free League. Um, and back to, and sorry, I just stole all your, your Potter, your, your thunder here, Potter. <laughs> well, so I didn't know that much about Free League. I just, I just knew that the guy, so the guy, the game is designed by Andy Chambers, who yes. is, is a big name in the tabletop, uh, minis, uh, war, like, you know, so he's done Warhammer Fantasy, Battlefield Gothic, Necromunda, um, yeah. Drop, Drop yeah. Zone Commander, uh, and, just and, you know, small things. So, yeah, not <laughs> small games. Um, so um, you know, it's it's got some clout behind it uh, mm-hmm. with a, with a, a name like that. Um, you know, plus again, like I was so intrigued by this when I saw the 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 trailers for it for the video game. Um, just like the badger running around killing people, like it just intrigued me. Um, so I'm glad to know that that I wasn't crazy and that this was the same thing. Uh, cause it's just, you know, you got a murder duck going around and like I, I want to role play that as Howard the duck because I love Howard the duck because the, the George Lucas movie is a guilty pleasure of mine. Even as bad as it is, it's still a guilty pleasure. Um, so that just, yeah, I saw this was like, ooh, this looks fun. Oh, the minis are great too, right? Like it just, they're so characterful and mutant year zero is a really cool setting. And I think the coolest thing about this game and like without getting into the mechanics at all, the thing that I really love is that it, a, so it's, it's affordable. That's, that's a, a side note. Um, like the two, the two pledges for this game, I think are like $90 and $50. It's just like so great. But the cool thing about this game is that it, it's, designed with multiplayer in mind um, and the game has been designed where you play two players on a two by two or four players on a three by three and it's like everything about the game is set to be multiplayer um, and as a person who's come to love the multiplayer aspect of Marvel Crisis Protocol uh, having a game that was built from the ground up to support three and four player games is very exciting to me, especially if my buy-in for four people to play it is $91. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a bad price point. Yeah. Um, So pretty cool. Uh, Paul, are you looking at it? Yeah, I am. What do you think? I I, I think it looks great. (laughs) I think it looks fun. 
Yeah. And so I would encourage anybody to go, even if this doesn't come out till the project is officially kickstarted, because right, as we talk now, um, it's been on Kickstarter for about a day and a half. Um, and it's up to uh, $75,000-ish out of a $22,000-ish stretch goal. Um, and that's actually pretty big for a free league. Free league does a lot of Kickstarters and it's, they're already well on their way to a great successful campaign for them. So I have no doubt that they will produce this to the degree that they are saying they will, but they are well on their way to some very exciting stretch goals that include, uh, specifically made cutout terrain. Um, that's like post apocalyptic terrain and like monster cards called the land shark and additional minis that will come in the boxes that you buy, not additional add-ons, just extra minis that will get packed into your stuff. So pretty cool. Um, so definitely check out again, mutant, uh, uh, mutant year zero zone wars looks pretty awesome. Cool. I was trying to figure out where the, uh, where the, where they were based at, based on their current Sweden. They're in Sweden. Yeah, yeah that is it. Swedish Kroner. That is S E K. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's a that's a thing to definitely look at. Uh, very 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 cool stuff. And that is uh, all I had. So, in terms of this episode, I don't know uh, if you gents wanted to, to toss anything in. They had any other ideas in terms of uh, where you wanted to check in or what you wanted to talk about. Um, like maybe if there were any hobby products that you want to talk about that you were doing or anything specifically, but, um. hobby products is interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to start branching out more since I've kind of gone on this whole, like I will not buy GW products. So I, I dumped all my paint, uh, from them. Uh, so I'm, I'm in the process of redoing a lot of my paint, uh, series here. So like I'm, I'm looking at, Things like AK interactive paints, and I'm looking at things like Tamiya paints that I might be able to get a hold of. But we actually have, I think it's the stuff you have, Chops, the, the, the very matte paint that you use for yours. I think it starts like with an M. Proacryl. Monument Proacryl. Uh, Monument. That's what it was. Monument. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think one of our local stores actually carries those here. So I'm going to try and do that. So I'm excited to start experimenting with a lot of like non-GW uh, brands and, and trying to figure out how to do uh, new paint schemes based off of that. Uh, I have even started breaking out a lot more of my P3 paints and getting back to using those, uh, which kudos to P3. Uh, or to privateer on these paints, man. I've owned this uh, when when P3 first launched their or privateer press launched their P3 paint line. Uh, I bought the all-in-one army, you know, army box set of just the whole paint range. Um, there are still paints in there that I've never that I haven't touched in years that are open, and the paint is still. As if I opened it at day one. So kudos mm-hmm. to you guys. Like you're, you're, you did a great job with your bottles. All right. There it is. You heard it here. Privateer press pots. <laughs> they, are, they are good. Best paint pots ever. And so what I'll say, what I'll say, um, is that I, I, if I was going to be buying a brand new paint range and I was going to be investing seriously in a company, um, just in terms of like, a company that I feel good morally about supporting uh, and also the quality of their paint lines, I would be probably looking at just buying Vallejo Um, game color, model color, and the new express color line, which is their contrast. Like that's the, just if you wanted, if you wanted some 
uh, unsolicited advice spotter. That's definitely like Monument makes great paints, um, but man, the Vallejo paints are just next level and always have been. I've got a ton of Vallejo paints and I really do want to try. I've seen uh, Angel, I've seen him doing his, a lot of uh, the new speed paints, whatever uh, Vallejo's yeah, calling the express them. Express color, uh, yeah. Yeah, the express colors. So they're new, they're new contrast paints. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I really excited to look at those. I've actually been branching a lot into army painter as well, too. Uh, I yeah, have those a are lot both great of, brands. Yeah, I have a lot of their new speed paints, uh, their contrast paints, whatever we're, we're, we're wanting to call that entire genre of paint now. Um, speed paint, speed paint, speed paint. I, I don't know. Whatever the, the ink paints, um, <laughs> glaze paints. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ink paints. We'll go with that. Like, so, uh, cause I'm gonna, I'm going to, uh, slap chops. I'm gonna solve cult slap chops since you, uh, you, you, you named it two years ago, man. Uh, I'm gonna do that to my sentinels. So I've already got like purple, magenta, some blues, uh, to throw on those guys. So I'm just gonna, you know, pound, you know, prime those guys silver and try those no. out. So I'm looking hey, to try on, and hang on, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. And I'm going to do this first. If you want to see how I'm going to do it. And I'll even tell you the paints I'm going to use. Cause I, that's actually what's next on my desk is the sentinels. Mm-hmm. So undercoat them black, spray them black and then heavy dry brush silver, the, the silver on it okay. onto the black going down and don't don't worry about getting silver everywhere cuz so if you've if you've seen my big mac for the king's empire the king's mm-hmm. hand the, yeah. that guy this is what i did painted him all the way black and then heavy dry brush on the silver just heavy handed dry brush um and i think the the cool thing that it will do and the reason i think this is so cool is cuz the sentinels right they're like sent from the future right and they're like raggedy and fucked up um and it, it, like, I don't want them, I don't want my Sentinels to look like fresh off the assembly line. I want them to look like, like, you know, they've been through some shit. Yeah. That, Cause um, that's how I want mine too. I want mine, I want mine, like they've been in battle. I want their paint shipped and everything else like that. I think that's what you should do. I think you spray them black and you do a heavy, heavy, heavy ass dry brush. And I would even go as far as doing a really super heavy lead belcher dry, dry brush and then getting a, brighter silver and doing a more edge dry brush with that brighter silver and then hitting it with the contrast paint. Yeah. So that was, that was my plan. I was going to do, uh, what, what scale colors, black metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was going to do speed metal as a dry brush. Cause it's like, they're super bright. Like their mithril silver, I think would be, yep. uh, yep. the, the word, the, 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 the equal, the equal paint. Um, so yeah, I was going to do black metal to, to speed metal. Um, and then that, yeah. And then just do my, my, uh, inking over top of it or contrasting over top of it. Whatever so worst it. case, worst case, you spray it black and you dry brush the silver and then you just decide you want to do it and then spray the silver on anyway. Right. Like, but I think you should definitely give it a shot with just the black to start. Cause I think you'll get some way more dramatic shadows that way. And it'll look dope. Yeah. Cause my whole process with that was to, to do that get the contrast on it. Once that dried, it got it to where I wanted it. Then I was coming back in with this, with some black and some speed metal to start doing my chipping. Yeah. Chipping with a sponge. You got yeah. it. That's a hundred, that's a hundred percent how I'm going to pay mine. So yeah, I was going to hit it up with the black just to get the splotchings and then go in just with the fine brush. It just hit in with the silver and those splotchings from the sponge. There you go. Yep. At this point, I'm just really enjoying the fact that you said, I, I want to try black and speed metal. 
<laughs> Blackened speed metal. It's the new genre of painting. Right. <laughs> Those models are going to be the blackest of black. Dude, seriously, their, their, their metal paints are called black metal, heavy metal, and speed metal. They are. Yeah, can confirm. So, cool. Well, that's me. Paul, anything you're looking for? Any final thoughts? Final Man, I feel like I, I feel like I'm like curmudgeon-y because I'm like, no, I'm content. Then that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, that's, I think that's it's weird fine. though. It's weird. Like I'm like, yeah, I I just I there's nothing for like I feel like all of my genres are covered. You know what I mean? Like the game spaces are covered. I got you know a rank and so flank. I have. when we when we started this journey, we we really catapulted ourselves into every war game we could we possibly really push we ourselves really into. And the only natural result of that, the only two natural results are bankruptcy or settling into games that we really like. <laughs> and between the three of us, I'm really happy that we're settling. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, fu- the funny thing is, it's like, so I'm settling on minis games, but then I'm going bankrupt on Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's this happens. I told yeah, I how's I, that backlog, Potter? Shut up. Uh I think I told Paul I should not be I should not be responsible for the amount of money I make at my job. <laughs> Cause like I just it just goes to Gundams. It really You're does. Just like mm, like I, I can afford kids, another. I pay I my rent another. and I yeah. buy Gundams. Seems fine. Just start just start mailing Bandai a, a big check every month. So, yeah. Oh, that, there you go. There's an idea. A blind box Gundam program. You just pay in and we'll send you Gundam. Shut up. Oh my god. I need it. <laughs> or we'll, we'll like send you send you compatible runners. Like choose your own Gundam adventure. Um, like, oh my like, gosh. Like Bandai should just set up a credit card like in the top of my head, like a machine, and I just swipe every every month. <laughs> Alright though, guys. Directly goes to uh, Japan. Paul, you want to read us out? Yeah. Um, thanks to uh, Static is the City for the music. Thanks to our patrons for all the Jesus, support. Thank you, guys. Thanks to everybody on the Discord. 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 Uh, fucking amazing, every single one of you. Um, and yeah, I think that I think that covers it. Bye from Noah. Bye from Noah, and also bye.